Hello world, welcome back to the You Deserve Health, Happiness, Success, Prosperity, and Love podcast, where our intentions are to create positive content, to uplift and motivate high quality people to live high quality lives, walking towards their personal goals of self-fulfillment and accomplishment based on biblical principles being used in today's world. So today's conversation will be about prosperity, and this is going to be an ep in, let's see, chapter seven. It's going to be a little um, bit of information written on um, prosperity from the book, You Deserve Health, Happiness, Success, Prosperity, and Love. No, this is not name it and claim it. But it does have the concept that a prosperous life can be a fulfilling life, which we all deserve to have. Every day, it's not going to be all smiles because speed bumps will present themselves from time to time to slow down and proceed cautiously, learning from the experience. Some years ago, I heard a pastor from California say that he had been poor, and now he was rich, and that rich is so much better than poor. I thought when I heard that, no kidding, Sherlock, as I put down the television remote control to see what other bright ideas he would share. He told how the bank had repossessed the television in his living room, his car, his children needed shoes, and they didn't have food to eat, and now the table had turned and he could buy televisions at will. He drove the cars of his desires. His children had more than enough shoes that they could change all day, every day. And his new house had a kitchen the size of his original house. And they had food and money to spare. He said he went from being needy to helping the needy. He went from being hopeless to being hopeful. And his desire was to tell people if he could become prosperous, that they too could turn a negative situation around and blossom like a desert rose from Isaiah chapter 35 verses one says, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. And Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Remember what God did for me when I asked for that car. We talked about that in that last chapter. He exceeded my expectations and gave me a good looking operational car. Keep in mind that Jesus looking upon them saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are, pos are possible. Mark chapter 10, verses 27. There's the sixth year old little girl. She owned the trees in her mind 
even though literally she didn't own a single tree on the grounds of the apartment complex that she lived in. But in her mind, there was no way she was going to let someone tell her what she could do with her trees because she was going to climb the tree if she wanted to, or at least until they told her mother to keep her out of the trees. So you have to get your mind right and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans chapter 12, verse two. God can better use your talents, your wealth, your health, your love, your existence, if it is prosperous, than if you are poor, down and out, begging, asking for a handout instead of offering a hand up. How can you give a hand up if you yourself is looking for a hand up? How can you help another if you yourself need help? Matthew chapter 15, verses 14 says, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if they blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. For years of my favorite cliche was programmed your mind and you'll program your life or change your mind and you would change your life. Yet I was always in the same boat that others were in, and I had no clue of how to follow my own advice, that I was constantly giving people. And when I would see that person again, they would be doing so much better than they had before. I needed to know how to get out of the proverbial boat and get to the other side, because I was fed up with being a double-minded woman, saying one thing, yet experiencing something completely different. I hadn't realized that I was still unbelieving of my rights to deserve. I didn't even know I was mentally sabotaging with my own self-defeating attitude. Then I began to realize I was half of a hundred years of age and I needed to do better with my life. And I began to seek after God, but seek thee first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter six, verse 33. I wanted to live the prosperous life 24 seven, not every now and then and self-sabotaging prosperity in my own mind with my double thinking of saying one thing while believing something else. This was insanity and it was not cutting the mustard with what I would talk about and think about sometimes. I was ready for a new thing because the same old, same old had just gotten that old. And Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Growing up, I had heard the mine is the devil's playground, and I realized I had to be intentional and definite with my thoughts all of the time. Not every now and then when something would prompt me by triggering the emotions of wanting to do better and to be better. 
I had experience doing something that someone else wanted for me. I had experience asking and receiving. So why was it that I was having difficulties achieving a certain level of prosperity and maintaining it and exceed my own expectations? Why was this eluding me? What was I doing wrong? I was perplexed. I was tired. I had had enough. My tired was tired. Then it came to me in the still quietness of my mind that I was not sincere with my thinking and believing because I was allowing other people's thoughts, the race thoughts, the television, the billboards, coworkers, church members, friends, family, and the news, just to name a few, to program my thoughts and to dictate to me how I felt. When someone I knew would feel bad, broke, disgusted, and busted, they would call me or text me and we'd get together and have a pity party and talk about all who had done us wrong and why only certain people are enjoying life. Sad and blue, yuck, yuck, yuck. Well, at the time, unbeknownst to us, that sad and blue was only yielding more sad and blue. We were perpetuating it by giving it so much energy, causing it to grow bigger and bigger instead of doing something about it by changing the conversation since our words have power and by changing our thoughts since the thoughts we're coming from our hearts and God gives us the desires of our hearts. We needed a change of heart, thoughts and words, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man, says Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, says Proverbs 23, verse seven. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18, verse 21. What? I've been killing my own dreams and desires by the conversations I was having and by the company I was keeping. You know the norm is birds of a feather flock together. Remember my coworkers that I spoke of in terms of how they all thought the same negativity because that was the culture of their environment? Well, I had stepped into a passive culture of broken dreams and disillusionment with the people that always wanted to talk about the wrong that others had done to them and that defeated spirit had gotten on me. And I was determined to get it off of me by any means necessary, because I wanted life and wanted it abundantly. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, says John 10.10. 10. I got so happy, I began thanking, out, thanking God out loud and in my spirit as I yelled out, stop the world of this vicious, defeated, unprospering spirit. I want to get off and I am taking back my life.
Well, until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, stay successful, stay prosperous, and operate in love. Thank you so much for stopping by. This is me, Joan B. Townsend, signing off. Have a good night.